Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all baddies who want to glow the fuck up. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a wealth astrologer and business coach for luxury entrepreneurs. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, human design, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's secure the bag. Before we get into the episode, I want to invite you to join the Creator Baddie Movement, where baddies learn how to create a life full of wealth and freedom by selling good shit with good energy. So the truth is that so many driven entrepreneurs struggle with figuring out the steps to create content that actually sells luxury high ticket offers. You might be feeling burnt out from creating content or you might feel paralyzed with fear and overwhelmed and have no idea how to start with your content. Wherever you are right now, I'm here to help you get closer to your dream life. Stop wasting time attempting marketing strategies that aren't aligned with your purpose. What you will learn inside Creator Baddie is not a cookie cutter sales technique, as you will learn how to find your secret sauce using your astrology and human design and expand your business in a way that feels 100% right for you. This is suitable even if you are a new entrepreneur and have no idea what type of business you want to start yet, as you will learn how to craft your offer and sell according to your strengths. These sales and business skills are applicable to any type of industry. And if you are a more experienced entrepreneur, you will learn how to improve your content strategy to make luxury sales more seamlessly. You will learn my proven DNA content strategy that converts your target audience into paying customers, and this should take you less than an hour a day to implement. You will also get a clear step-by-step launching framework that can be customized to your human design type. So if you want to join the Creator Baddie movement, we welcome you with open arms. Make sure to click the link in the description to learn more. Hello, hello. Today we have a special guest, Afia Salter. She is a mindset and manifestation coach, host of the Manifest Edit podcast, and creator of the VIBES Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation. Her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small and access their innate magic so they can expand their current reality. She's extremely passionate about helping women create their own permission slips for the extraordinary lives they want to live and the gifts they deeply desire to share with the world. Serving as a practical example of her work after being orphaned at 14, grappling with mental illness and chronic pain to then moving overseas and building her soul-aligned life and business, Afia has inspired thousands around the world to create their lives by design. And Afia is a Libra sun, Cancer moon, Libra rising, and a 6-3 sacral manifesting generator. So welcome, Afia. 
What an introduction. <laughs> yes, all the things. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for today's episode. Totally. I'm so excited too. So first of all, let's just dive into your long story. Tell us your background, how you get started and how you got into everything that you do. I, it's funny because I never really know where where my story starts because there's so many different points to it. But I think, you know, going back to my childhood, I definitely had a maybe a little bit of a different start in the world than other people that I know. So I was actually in the care system from a very young age. I went into the care system and was later adopted at age three. And for me, like, I didn't really feel that different to be honest growing up and having an adoptive parent I was just like oh my goodness I'm so special like someone actually like chose me to be their child like I'm the best and it wasn't like something that I really maybe took on until I got a bit older and also at that point my mom um started getting seriously ill and unfortunately passed away when I was 14 and I think the shift from being adopted to being orphaned was when I really began to feel like really different in the world and on top of going through this like really traumatic incident at a very young age I was also a young black girl growing up in a super super rural town in Scotland where I was different there as well so I felt like a lot in my teenage years when you're already kind of trying to figure out who you are and what you want in the world I had all of these extra questions and also extra pressures because I felt like I have to make it like I don't have anything to fall back on like I don't have any people to fall back on like this is it you have to rely on yourself and I guess that was what really kick-started the journey of where I am now. Wow that's such a crazy story so how did you first like start your healing and like were you always into spirituality like a mindset stuff manifestation or how did that come about for you? My mom was actually quite a spiritual person, which at the time I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really notice. You know, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, these are just normal things that happen. Um, but looking back as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, they're, even like today, I'm still discovering stuff. And um, my sister is like a grade A hoarder and just keeps everything. And I was back in the UK this summer and was like looking over like old notebooks and stuff and some of my mom's old stuff. And there was like affirmations that she'd written down and things It's like, oh, we would have had like so much in common. And it's kind of bittersweet to see like ways that, you know, someone has impacted you even though they're, they're not still here. And so I would consider that we had like quite a different upbringing. We were Christian for a while and then we actually um, became Buddhist because we lived next to a Tibetan Buddhist monastery growing up. And so I was a Buddhist for like my teenage years. And then as an adult, I decided that spirituality felt like more of a fit for me and really kind of thinking about how I wanted to perceive the world and how for me, it felt like more of a universal connection than a connection to what some people may see as God. And so for me, being spiritual is something that I feel has always been within me. It was just, I didn't really have the means to express it. So coming across things like the secret for the first time was like, yes, this door in my mind has been opened. And it felt like remembering something that I had always known. I love that. I think it's like such a blessing that you were able to grow up with that type of environment that welcomed spirituality. So that's amazing. So tell us more about how your business was birthed. Like, how did that idea come to you and what happened? 
So leaving university, I was like, I am done with studying. And in Scotland, we do four years for undergrad degrees. So I was like, I've done enough time. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm done with school. And then I was kind of faced with, okay, but what do I do next? Like, I didn't feel super ready to go into a grad job. I didn't have any career that was like massively jumping out at me. And again, because I didn't really have that family home to go back to, I felt like I didn't have time to figure those things out. So what seemed like the logical next best step for me was to actually go back to uni and do my master's, even though like emotionally, spiritually, I didn't, I didn't really want to do that. But I was just like, okay, this is the security that I need right now. And I decided to go back to university and do my master's. And it was during that year that I had a really challenging time, like on a mental, mental level, like I was really struggling with anxiety and depression because although I was like, okay, I'm going to delay this decision-making for one more year, it was still like constantly in the forefront of my mind. Like I need to figure out what I'm doing. I need to know where I'm going. Like, oh my goodness, I could be potentially be homeless. And then just, I, I've always been quite an anxious person. Like I have a lot of, lot of thoughts about the world. And sometimes like, um, you know, I, I love the fact that I have like so many ideas and so many questions and other times it's like, oh, I wish I didn't have so many ideas and questions. And so I've always been quite an anxious person. And that was really um, accelerated with all of these things going on. Added to school work and, you know, the normal dramas that you have as a teenager, early twenties. Um, so for me, I reached a point where I just, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I stopped going to university. I stopped seeing my friends. I was really beginning to isolate myself from everything and everyone. And I was also really struggling physically. I was in a lot of physical pain. And at that time, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was like in a lot of pain. And eventually I found out I had endometriosis, which was really, really impacting the way that I was living my life. So I eventually got some help, like from in terms of help from friends and going to therapy that caused me to shift in perspective. And although therapy at that point in my life didn't really work out for me, it was the catalyst I needed to start looking at my life and thinking about what I actually wanted for me, not just what I thought I needed to do or I should be doing. And that led me to completely changing my life. I went from thinking like I go to uni, I get the job, I get married, I do all these things to, okay, well, what if I just did what I wanted to do? Like, what if I just like disrupted what I know, what in inverted commas, I know I should be doing to ask myself what I really want. And what I really wanted was to take some time out. Like I've done my five years at uni, I need a break. And that led me to moving overseas to Australia and really things snowballed from there there were so many things that happened in between from supposed to be moving to Australia with my friend to ending up three weeks before she's like I'm not coming you should probably go by yourself and I'm like no I can't go alone I can't do it to going and like this is the best thing that ever happened to me and to realizing like yeah although some of my struggles were unique a lot of them are things that we share in feeling like we need to do things a certain way or women being afraid to tap into their innate power and magic and having all of these questions but not necessarily having answers or looking around at people people around you doing one thing and feeling like I want to do something different and how would that work out is this what I'm supposed to do is this going to work out for me are people going to see me differently are people going to judge me you know there are so many questions and I just wanted to be someone who could provide those answers yes based on my own experience but from what I had witnessed looking out as well into the world and so becoming a manifestation coach was not like 
a natural progression for me. It wasn't something like I always knew I wanted to be a manifestation coach, but I always knew that I wanted to help people. And I always knew that the mentors in my life were some of the most important people in my life. Like my teachers, my university lecturers, friends had such a deep, deep impact on my life that I knew that I wanted to be able to give back in some way as well. And I feel like the work I do now is the combination of lessons I've learned. It's a combination of things that I've learned from my clients. And it's also, you know, this deep innate thing that I feel like I, I was born to do. I love that. That's such, I feel like that's such an amazing journey. Like usually I feel like society kind of makes us like have this plan in life. You know, we go to school, get married, have kids, whatever. But sometimes it's like what you said, really asking yourself what you want to do. And I'm so glad that you found that for yourself, especially as a manifesting generator. Like you're really supposed to do the things that light you up. So I love that. So let's, I want to backtrack a little bit here because you did say you had a very different upbringing and being orphaned at 14. Like, how did you feel at that point? Or like, how did you kind of go through all those years of your life until now, like adulthood? Definitely in my teenage years, I compartmentalized a lot of things. And I think in some ways it was um it was like a double-edged sword because it allowed me to do what I needed to do to get through school and get on with things but it got to the point where I wasn't really able to access those emotions in a healthy way and so when I was feeling sad or depressed or anything was coming up I just kind of like pushed that down I was like we can't face this we just need to like keep moving and even when my mom passed away a few months before um, someone that I had known at school, they had a parent pass away. And then when they came back, I knew that they were kind of falling behind in their classes and that they were kind of considering whether school was still something that they wanted to pursue. So in my mind at like 14 years old, I'm like, if you take time out of school, you're gonna fail and then you're gonna have no prospects. So when my mom passed away, I remember that we got the call at midnight And then come 8 a.m. that day, I'm like getting ready for school. And I'm like, I have to go to school because I can't fall behind. And I just kind of kept that mentality of you just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. And yeah, it was it was a really challenging time for me because I also placed a lot of my um, self-worth into how well I was doing in terms of grades and at school. So although I was on the outset and I mean, still even now people are like, I don't know how you get everything done. I don't know how you're doing all these things. And I'm like, girl, I don't know either. But at that time I was like, I need to do everything. Like I need to, I can't just be like at the same, you know, getting good grades, like all my friends are doing. I need to be getting good grades. I need to be doing these extracurricular activities. I need to be like networking with all of these people, which yes, is like very important. But I put so much pressure on myself to be perfect that I didn't really just allow myself that space just to be. And if I could do things differently, I would have definitely been a lot more lenient on myself. And I think it's contributed to the way that I have a relationship with myself now as an adult and reminding myself I need to make space for joy and space for fun and not being perfect and unlearning perfectionism is a wild, wild ride. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel like I can relate to that so much. Like the journey of like healing from perfectionism is definitely and intense and wild journey. So thank you for sharing that. I want to know more about your manifestation style, because I know you teach manifestation to your clients. So tell us more about that. And tell us about some of your favorite manifestations that have come into fruition. 
So we'll start with some of my favorite manifestations that have come into fruition. Oh, so many. And, um, you know, I have different favorites at different times, but I've just come back from a trip to Europe. And one of the things when I was, I always set intentions for every trip that I want to go on. I like how I want to feel, the kind of people that I want to meet. I also spend a, the majority of the time when I go on holiday, I'm traveling solo. So like habit curating my experience is something that I really get to do because you know you you don't have to consider other people's opinions I mean obviously people you meet but to a degree it's like you get to choose your own adventure so before I go I get really intentional about how I want my trip to go and this trip is a trip that has taken me five years to take so I was meant to be taking this trip in 2015 and then my friend from uni was like I, I can't afford it anymore I'm not gonna be able to go at that point solo travel wasn't even on my radar so I was like if my friend can't go the trip is off and then the next year I ended up going to Australia and then being in Australia Europe is pretty far away um 2019 I'm like yes this is my year I'm taking my trip and then um things happened then COVID happened so this trip has been a lifetime it almost feels like in the making and I knew that okay well now I'm in this position where I'm taking this trip and I'm in a completely different financial position than I was in when I was finishing uni so I am manifesting just like first class experiences for this entire trip and I had kind of mapped out all the countries that I wanted to go to and the places I wanted to go to but one of the wild cards was swapping Greece for Ibiza because I knew at the end of the trip my trip for having traveled for two months the last thing I'm going to want to be doing is island hopping I'm going to be kind of tired so I would rather just not have to unpack my suitcase and just unpack it once in a week rather than doing it a few times so I decided to go to Ibiza not really having like major expectations for it I'm just like this is kind of convenient and I have always wanted to go before I'm 30 I'm turning 29 next week this is a good time and because I had left it last minute and because everyone is traveling to Europe this summer, that meant the accommodation options when you're booking like so last minute are extremely scarce and you're paying a lot of money for what is not actually that good accommodation. I even, when I was booking accommodation in France, people were offering an airbed for $800 for four days. Like my mind was blown. I was like, this is not like the first class expectations that I have for myself. So when it came to Ibiza, I had ended up booking this place and I was like, it was okay, but I wasn't like in love with it. And I felt like for the money that I was paying, I wanted to really be in love with this place. So I set the intention. I was like, I'm really open to something better than this coming along. And if not, you know, I'm also okay with going, going home early. And about a week and a half before I was due to go, I was in um, an Ibiza group chat, a WhatsApp group chat that I'd found for the solo travelers. And this girl had messaged like, hey, I'm looking for girls who can drive to come join me, come stay at my friend's villa. And I was like, hey, I can't drive, but I'd love to meet up with you when you're out there. Great, some friends to meet, I'm traveling solo. And this girl gets back to me and she's like, oh, you know, it's okay if you can't drive, we can just like share taxis, you, me, and this other girl who's also interested in coming, we'll stay at my friend's villa. You can stay for the duration of your trip and it's gonna be completely free. The only downside was this girl had no social media when I asked her about making a group chat with this other girl, she was kind of sketchy about it. And then the other girl mysteriously ended up not bailing at the last minute. I'm like, is this person actually real? I don't know. Uh, so all I have to go on is this girl's WhatsApp photo, a very generous offer. And I'm like, is this real? Should I not go? Should I not go? I ended up canceling my hotel. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to see where this goes. And a week and a half later, I'm flying out to Ibiza. I'm going to the port to see. I'm like, am I being catfished? Or is this person actually going to be here? she was real she existed and because the other girl ended up pulling out there was just the two of us at this amazing six-bed villa 
overlooking the ocean. It was just the most magical experience. And then from then on, everything that happened in Ibiza, it was just a dream from manifesting boat tours to VIP experiences at clubs that we went to. Another intention I set is because Ibiza is generally quite an expensive place to go. And I'm not someone who, when I go out, I'm not really drinking a lot. I'm like a three drink kind of person. But one thing I'm certainly not going to do is spend like 30 euros a drink. That's just absurd to me. So I'm like, I'm setting an intention. Like, I'm just not going to spend that kind of money on drinks in a club. And every single, I think I went out like, I wasn't planning for it to be a party holiday, but I went out like six nights out of nine. In that entire time, I bought one drink in the club. Everything else was paid for from VIP booze to um, boat tours. It was just the most amazing experience and just so much fun which um it just goes to show like following your intuition even when it seems kind of crazy or saying yes to all these opportunities and experiences and allowing yourself to see that people can be kind and generous and when you allow yourself to be open to these things and open to these ideas they just come up to you like there were so many synchronicities of having to be in the right place at the right time for all these things to connect like seeing that message on that whatsapp group at that time or being in the club and bumping into someone and I just I just love the way that the world works like that and I think that we have to remind ourselves that it's not just like a oh when I'm traveling magical things happen but you can choose to be in the mindset that magical things get to happen for you all the time I think that's that's really really important I love that. I love hearing like travel manifestation stories. Like I feel like all of that sounds so fun. It reminds me actually like previously I had manifested a trip to Bali. This was like a few years ago and it kind of happened like in a weird way where it just came out of nowhere. So I love that you like mentioned if you just set the intention, you know, all these amazing things can come to you. And I think it's so brave of you to go, even though you only had that girl's WhatsApp photo, but I, I, your intuition was right and you listened. So I think that's such an amazing story. So I'm also curious, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, like what are some of the biggest challenges that you have gone through? Mm. When I first started, so manifestation coaching was not my first business. My first business was actually a digital marketing agency. It's what I went to uni for. I'm very good at it, <laughs> you know, not to brag, but a little. Like I, I know I'm, I'm good at it and I feel like um content writing is something that I've always done like I've been blogging for 10 years it logically it seemed like what I should be doing so I knew I wanted to start a business back in 2018 I wasn't really sure what that business was going to be in at that time like spiritual coaching was still kind of quite new there weren't that many people doing it it wasn't in my awareness yet so I hired a coach to help me start a business and we're looking through my skill set. And the very, very obvious answer is like digital marketing is what you're good at. Even though I finished uni and I was like, I am never doing this again. I was like, okay, well, maybe it's different when I have my own business. Maybe it's just the like, I don't like being told what to do. And when I have my own business, it'll be different. And so it was so exciting starting my own business and like going out into the world, doing it for myself. And I very quickly began to realize that again, I had kind of gone down this path of doing what I felt like I should be doing, what I was supposed to be doing, what would like look good. Like, oh, I can say that I have this like digital media agency. And, you know, my priorities were just really in the wrong place. And it kind of goes back to the question that you asked me earlier of the way that I teach people how to manifest. And what I hadn't learned at that point was we can look online and we can look around and we can see other people doing stuff and it's good to get inspired by that but also at the same time when you're setting your intentions 
I don't believe that when it comes to manifestation, intentions come first. And so what led me to creating the vibes method actually was uh, around that time I had created a vision board and I put all these things I wanted on there. So I'm like, yes, this number of Instagram followers and yes, I'm going to be doing all these things. And it was the things I felt like would look good and the things I felt like I was supposed to be doing but on a soul level they didn't massively resonate with me so when I look back on that vision board a couple of years later I'm like nothing on this manifested I'm like well if I'm the manifestation queen why did none of the things on this vision board manifest and it was because they didn't align with my values and so when I'm teaching people how to manifest the first step of the vibes method is embodying the vibe of your higher self and that's like what are your values? Like what's important to you? What does your higher self vision of yourself actually look like? And is the life you're living now in alignment with that? And if not, how can I bridge that gap from where I am now to where I want to be? Not just on the basis of like, oh, have more things, have more things, but intrinsically, like, how do you want to feel moving around in the world? And yeah, that business would like look good in the outset, but the way that was making me feel was not the way that I wanted to feel. And having experienced those years of anxiety and depression and physical pain, like my well-being is probably like my number one priority in life. And it was really difficult for me to leave that business because I felt like, well, I'm in this now. And I, all my five-year plans, I'm like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then after five years, I'll be able to leave this business. And I'm like, your dream life shouldn't have an exit plan. And that was a really big revelation for me. And so the Vise method was really born out of that, I guess, in some ways a failure, but in other ways, like one of the most beautiful gifts I could have given myself was starting something that, that wasn't meant for me. Oh my goodness. I love that so, so much. And I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. Like even myself, like what you said, things you started before because you thought it would look good. You know, I've thought of like in my past, I've started so many business ideas that were stemming from my ego and not my intuition. And I just thought it would be like a convenient way to make money the quickest or, you know, a logical way. But definitely once I started tuning more into like my body and my intuition, a lot of things that I I was building for years and years wasn't aligned with me. And like you said, it was kind of hard to let go of that business. I relate to that so much because one of my one of my dreams before was to like become a YouTuber and I had pursued that for like five plus years I was learning all the strategies everything I had a marketing background already and I was like why isn't this working for me I'm literally doing all the proven strategies and that's when I realized that it wasn't aligned so I think that's that's such an awesome example of how it's really important to embody and just like really listen to your intuition when you are manifesting do you have any other like just stories you want to share about manifestation or any important lessons that you've learned? I think something else that I've learned on my journey and as I work with my clients is that in order to, you know, I talk about helping people manifest their extraordinary lives. And I think it's really important that in this journey of manifesting your extraordinary life, that going back to what I said about, you know, who do I want to embody, you have to begin to see yourself as an extraordinary person, because the kind of person that would live that extraordinary life is someone who's like, yeah, of course, these things happen to me, like, it's an expectation that you speak over your life. And so when I'm traveling, and these amazing things are happening to me, of course, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. But I also have this expectation, like, I set an intention that incredible things are going to happen. I know that I'm the kind of person that attracts these experiences. Um, 
when you just have this knowing that that's just who I am it's so different from I want this to happen to like this is destined to happen and you can change your mind as well so in 2020 uh yeah so we're in lockdown number two I had a lot of spare time on my hands being in Melbourne the lockdowns were very intense as well there's not a lot of things you could do and I had this friend that I had met on Instagram and we had previously met and we had gone to this event and she told me about how she won a lot of competitions and I thought it's so cool she was winning all these competitions to like Instagram competitions to events and things and when we were in lockdown I used to just like periodically I'd see these things pop up in my timeline like Instagram competitions and I'd like share them with her like oh look here's a competition for you to enter but I would never enter them myself because that was like her thing and people don't win competitions you know it's just like random people lucky people and then because I had a lot of spare time on my hands and I'm seeing her continuing to win these things I'm like okay like I need to know like I need to know how you're doing this like what your secret is I'm open to like being like this could be for me and so before that I was I don't want to say skeptical but I wasn't like oh yeah I could easily win a competition and so she talks to me we're like yeah we're gonna keep each other accountable to entering competitions and after a week we win our first competition together I'll never forget it we won a crate of coconut water each and I was like this is amazing I love coconut water this is the best day ever and then something just shifted for me from like oh only random people win these only like really lucky people win these to like I win these and I'm like oh my goodness, if I'm like a person who could win competitions, like what if it just became a thing that I don't just win competitions now and again, but I win a competition every single week. And for the next six months, every single week without fail, I would win at least one competition on my most successful week. I won four competitions and won like $9,000 worth of prizes over that time from money, teeth whitening, holiday, food, like there were so many different things. And it just was like that journey of belief and possibility of getting myself to a place like it was an expectation so even if it was like 9 p.m on Sunday I'm like oh they're late in announcing it they just haven't announced a competition and then like later in the week they would be like Sunday's competition you're the winner and it was just is just such a fun way to play with how we believe things or how we expect things are going to work out there was even one point where normally I would just be like you know, I know I'm going to win a competition. I didn't know specifically which one it was, but there was this one that came up that I was like, this would be amazing. And it was a holiday to Sydney. And so me and my friend were like texting each other on Instagram, like we'd already won it. And we're like, oh yeah, like when we're in Sydney, this is what we're going to do. And just like talking about it, like speaking on it as if it had already happened. And it came to announcing it. There were a couple of days late. I'm like, no, I know they're going to announce us. We're the winners. And we won that competition. I was just like, yes. I knew it so getting into that kind of energy makes it number one playful but it also brings back to just like how much power you have both yourself and in collaboration with the universe when you build it to be like this dance between the two of you and this expectation and this playfulness and I think one of the most important things that you can bring to your manifestation process is a level of expectation and if right now that seems like so far away from for you I recommend just beginning to get into the practice of like tracking things that are happening to you like oh my goodness today I went outside and someone like smiled at me and told me my outfit looked cute like amazing like I expect these kind of things to happen to me and like look for evidence of where things are happening in your life already that point to the reality you want being true you can either have something happen and be like oh no I didn't get the job that I wanted this is a sign that this job isn't for me or like I didn't get the job that I wanted there's something out there like way better is lined up for me like 
is about shifting your perspective and when you're someone who's used to thinking like so maybe on the opposing end of the scale it can take a little while and maybe you're thinking like things aren't working for me or this is never going to happen for me but just like stick with it and continue building that evidence and not just like building the evidence but looking back over your life at all the evidence that has already existed you know we can't change the past but we can change our perception of the past we can change the way we view things and then changing the way we view things we change we change our entire reality amazing oh my goodness I love all of that like all the mindset stuff and just like how you want all those competitions that honestly sounds so fun and I feel like it's yeah it makes like manifestation so much more fun when you start believing amazing things can happen in your life so you are truly a manifestation queen so that's awesome and how about you tell us a little bit like what's coming up in your business any like goals or anything you want everyone to know about share about that So coming up for me is I find like the end of the year to be like a really powerful time. It can also be a time that puts a lot of pressure on people because round about now is when people start cranking out the posts like there are 36 days left of the year. What are you (laughs) going to make of yourself? And you know, all those kinds of posts and you're like, oh my God, there's only 36 days left. But I think it can also be a really powerful time to check in with yourself, check in with your intentions. And you can choose to like, reset your year at any point you don't just have to wait until okay January let's go you can choose like I'm going to begin my year now I'm going to begin my day one now and that is the lesson that I always try and impress upon people so I have um, a masterclass series called manifest your extraordinary year in it comes like a workshop where we map out your year and also there's a vision board workshop that I've added as a bonus to that as well on how to create vision boards that actually work which coming from someone who has a failed vision board is actually the kind of person you want to listen to to not just like oh everything is manifested perfectly I think you learn so much more from the times where things don't go as well so you can like adjust and um correct course as well and so that workshop manifest your extraordinary year is something that I have which is on demand you can access at any time and then if you're interested on coach in coaching with me reaching out to me via Instagram DMs it's always a great way to reach me I have actually over the past few months I've changed my relationship with social media where I felt like I was in a bit of a toxic relationship with social media so I don't post on Instagram like on my feed as frequently but I am there like in the DMs and on my stories but I am I'm much more intentional about the time I spend there and it feels so much better so if you're like clicking over to my Instagram you're like oh is she even still here it's a bit of a ghost town on the feed here yes I'm still here but the relationship which I have with Instagram has shifted so I I love just like having conversations with people rather than just like feeling like I'm posting just to post for the sake of it. I love that. I feel like it's so important to have like a healthy relationship with social media. And I feel like so many people can probably relate to that. Like you really need to set boundaries, especially when this is your work. So love that you are doing that. So is Instagram the best way for everyone to connect with you? Or are there any other links you want to share? Yeah, so if you want to talk to me personally about working with me, Instagram is the best place to reach me. But if you want to learn more about the kind of work that I'm doing and get a taste for that and also learn kind of some of the stuff that we're talking about today about that belief work and perspective shift so much of that is linked to the relationship that we have with our subconscious mind and when we're just trying to manifest things at a conscious level we're like 
logically this should be happening strategically this should be happening why aren't things happening and it's because we haven't actually analyzed what's going on subconsciously so I do have a free masterclass on the power of subconscious manifestation which talks you through both conscious and subconscious manifestation and how you can begin to make deep lasting change and really come home to yourself in this process of manifestation that I'm sure will be in the link in the show notes if not it's just afiaselta.com forward slash freebie Oh, and I have a podcast too, the Manifest Edit podcast, where I'm talking all things mindset, manifestation, crazy travel stories. Um, yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll definitely make sure to leave all your links down in the description, the show notes, so everyone can check you out. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like that was such a fun conversation. I loved hearing all your manifestation stories. And yes, it was just awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories, and tag me so that I can re-share it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.